to Just the Headers with Dimitric and myself, Jesse. Jesse broke. Uh, today, we're going to bring you all the headlines of the past week from this past weekend through to Thursday. And hopefully, you'll be listening with us on Friday when we release the show. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so yeah. I guess... Uh, yeah. Dive right. right into the first... Uh, First part of the weekend's headlines. Yeah. It's not playing games. Let's get right up front with it. Let's do it. All right. So giant Bitcoin merchant bank posts losses over $130 million. This article is written by C. Edward Kelso and has almost 5,000 views. Galaxy Digital, one of the earliest and largest cryptocurrency merchant banks in the space, founded by billionaire Mike Novogratz, posted first quarter earnings. Published accounts suggest the firm has lost $134 million due to a mm. combination of an extended bear market and the usual course of starting a company, a large company. Many analysts wonder aloud what this means for the fate of institutional investment in crypto. That's a, that's a chunky loss. $134 million. That's 134 <laughs> McDoubles. McDoubles. <laughs> Isn't it? No, because no, McDonald's bumped up in price. They're two dollars now. They're two dollars. What the fuck is going on with? Sorry, excuse my language, everybody. When did double? When did McDonald's become two dollars? I don't know. Actually, they used to be one dollar. The the more you know. Well, I guess it's hundred and thirty four things off the ninety nine cent menu. I'm pretty sure the ninety nine cent menu is just gonna go to like the two dollar menu here soon. And then the three dollar, and then the four dollar, and then the five, and then there's the why are you even going to a fast food restaurant menu? <laughs> yeah, you might as well go to like a Mapa restaurant yeah. that serves pretty good, you know, local food. Yeah, I think I went to Mickey D's not too long ago, and it was like eight dollars. And I said to myself, "Why? What'd you get? A burger? I got one of those super duper nice burgers that they have." signature select or whatever the hell i was just like why is this so expensive if i wanted a dollar burger i would just go to a burger joint yeah well, i guess you can, technically you can get at five guys you can get a cheeseburger for seven dollars and a what cheeseburger with bacon for eight dollars but then then again mcdonald's is a burger joint like that's what they're known for yeah so but five guys is better than mcdonald's yeah. How are you? McDonald's is is yeah, yep. It, you're right. They're gonna make a comeback though. I feel McDonald's making a comeback in the 21st century. <laughs> they should do um like all of the all the restaurants abroad, the McDonald's that serve like spaghetti or like you know random food that's spec- that's specific to the the region. They should bring that to 
other different countries who don't actually get to experience that menu. Mm, like samosas in India and McDonald's in India. But wouldn't that mean like the costs for them will go through the roof? Like I'm pretty sure they make it there because it's cheap to make there. If they really? make it there and then ship it here, then they're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's. I mean, maybe. I don't want to figure out their business for them. McDonald's, get your shit together. That's what me and Jesse are trying to say right now. Get it, get it together. All right. Mo- moving on. I'll take this one. This is the second article from the weekend. This one actually came last Saturday. And I like this one um, because I picked it. It's by Samuel Hike. 2,574 uh, views. This is Bitcoin.com. Uh, when you sift through all the Bitcoin Core articles that they write, you can find some decent stuff. Um, sorry, Bcash, Bitcoin Cash. Sorry, I don't want to offend anyone. But um, anyway, um, so Bitcoin mining news: Brookstone to build wind farm in Morocco, Quebec, increases rates. So um, this is like a like a. Bitcoin summarization article. And what we have is Brookstone is partners a New York-based private equity firm. Ooh, a private equity firm. That's a nasty. Has announced plans to construct 900 megawatt wind farm uh, near Dakala, a disputed territory presently administered by Morocco. Um, I think this is cool because they're doing what I said in like the last Just the Headers, which was build a renewable energy source and then attach a mining farm to it like why aren't people doing that left and right i i I would imagine and the the reason why i said private equity firms are nasty because they tend to not go into deals unless there is a high high success rate on them getting a large amount of roi that's just how private equity firms do it so you kind of have to do it so um yeah, I mean, we need renewable energy sources to be plugged up to mining rigs so people would stop saying, like, oh, Bitcoin uses energy. Uh, that's so no, whatever. That's weird. Uh, so Altus AG, who they bought the land for, mm-hmm. is a German energy company. It's a German... It's a German wind... Uh... I guess, is it, what do you call them, wind? Renewable wind. wind Mill manufacturers or yeah. windmill. I don't know what they are. But I, I just went to their, oh no, they're they're from Denmark. They're dot called D. windmills. Dot D-E? Yeah, dot D-E is, dude. Denmark, right? I think it's Denmark. Because I'm just like, like Morocco, right? Morocco. Morocco's not is, near Denmark. How do how do they have land in Morocco? Okay. I don't know, man. I was taught geography in an American public school, so I don't know a lot about anything outside of America. Fuck yeah. I was learning a lot about Africa. Hydro Quebec granted permission uh, to charge increased rates to crypto miners. Um, So. that's kind of lame on the opposite side of the good news of uh, renewable energy being the source of energy for these mining farms in Morocco. We have in Quebec, they are charging people extra money 
to mine. So let's see here. Uh, the fourth largest hydropower producer in the world, Hydro-Quebec, has been granted permission to increase the rates charged to cryptocurrency miners by the Régé de l'Energie. The economic regulator of the Quebec's energy sector, Hydro-Quebec, will now be permitted to charge 15 Canadian cents, approximately 11.5 U.S. cents, to cryptocurrency miners. That has doubled the rate of what everyone else gets charged double so congratulations Quebec you just lost some tax revenue for yourself DMG begins installing 85 megawatt power substation in Canada Canada's Can Canadian based DMG blockchain solutions has announced the commitments of construction of its 85 megawatt transformer and electrical substation the power generated by the substation will be used to fuel company's flagship cryptocurrency mining facility. So mining is not slowing down. It's growing and growing. Uh, although it's a rich man's game, it's still not slowing down. So, um, And until proven otherwise, mining is a uh, very, very fundamental and essential part of cryptocurrency as a whole. So um, that's good news. Oh, another mining article. I chose these articles. Sorry. And the last article for the weekend, this was this past Sunday. Uh, four days ago, Samuel Haig again. So he spent the day in mining. The day in mining with Samuel Haig. Um, mining Roundup. Sky Mining CEO flees with $35 million, And then uh, Texas is attracting miners. So investors allege that CEO of Vietnamese mining company fled to the U.S., with $35 million. Um, that's a lot. That's $35 million. No, I'm sorry. That's $17.5 million McDoubles. So, according to the local media, Mr. Tam has not been contactable since Monday. Ooh, they're going to find you, Mr. Tam. And it's not going to be nice. Ooh. Here's some more news from this article. Bitmain to open a mining facility in former aluminum smelter. Interesting. Um, I don't know. There's not much more to that. Bitmain's opening a mining facility in Rockdale. Um, and it used to be an aluminum smelter. If you don't know what smelting is, it's when you melt metal and then make it. So, yeah. There you go. TMG Core purchases $60 million data center in Dallas. So Team G Core has purchased 150,000 square feet for mining crypto. And at the same time, this happened simultaneously, the company is claiming to have developed a two-phase liquid cooling immersion tech to decrease cooling costs by 90%. So that's why they bought it in Texas, one of the hottest states in the union. Uh, because they can mine, they can mine anywhere cheap. So that's very interesting. Mm. They're making the pickaxe and using the pickaxe simultaneously. All right, Monday's all you, homie. All right, here we go. So from Monday. Mm -hmm, Monday. Bitcoin dot <laughs> org removed from Bitcoin Core website. Written by Jamie Redman with 4,311 views. 
About four days ago, news.bitcoin.com reported on a dispute concerning the removal of the owner of Bitcoin.org, an anonymous figure known as Cobra. At the time, a GitHub contributor opened an issue. No, I don't know what that's from. Dude, do you know who this person is? Cobra Commander. Okay. Okay. How did you know that? Because G.I. Joe. Well, that's what he says. He He says that? He goes... Whenever oh, he, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. yeah, that's what he says whenever he's like telling his troops to attack. Oh, okay. Because they're, anyways, uh, the history not lesson with that. D, the more you know. All right, we're, let's keep going. At, at, <laughs> at the time, a GitHub contributor opened an issue on the web's repository saying that Cobra had become untrustworthy for showing support towards Bitcoin Cash uh, or towards the Bitcoin Cash network. Then the CEO of Blockstream and a large swarm of Bitcoin core supporters insisted the domain should be handed over to someone else. Since then, the maintainers of the BTC repository also removed all of the associated links to Bitcoin.org from the core client's website. The CEO of Blockstream thinks Cobra should transfer control to a trusted group, a trusted person or group. Many Bitcoin core proponents have been upset at the owner of Bitcoin.org for showing some support towards the Bitcoin Cash protocol. Four days ago, a GitHub contributor opened an issue that stated a number of individuals feared Cobra because he started, quote, suddenly propagandizing BCH as the real Bitcoin. The individual further noted that he didn't feel comfortable that a pseudonymous person has, quote, total control of the Bitcoin.org domain name. Then, in a different chat channel, the CEO of Blockstream, Adam Back, asked Cobra to relinquish control over the domain to a trusted person or group to hold in trust for the public interest. Back also uh, lambasts Cobra for caring about Bcash, and at the very least, Cobra should call BCH Bcash. Cobra then responds and states, I'm waiting for names, Adam. Back then replies back, Cobra, maybe Vladimir? How about in terms of a name you transfer domain control to Thamos? You obviously know and trust him quite well for many years from several sites and domains you've both maintained. Cobra didn't seem to like Back's commentary, stating, Adam, you should not be the CEO of Blockstream. I think you should transfer control of Blockstream to Warren Tagami or something. Adam, this notion of community uh, property only exists in your head because you want to influence who owns Bitcoin.org, so they submit to your agenda. Mm, They're throwing words at each other. Holy shit. So, Bitcoin.org. Yeah, seems like. Oh, so it says, following the argument between Back and Cobra this past Sunday, a GitHub commit to the Bitcoin Core website went viral on cryptocurrency forums and social media. The commit called adjustbitcoincore.org links was merged with most or by the most prominent as far as writing core code, Bitcoin Core developer Vladimir Vanderlund. Uh, essentially, Vladimir is it Vladimir or like Vladimir? Vladimir. But it has a W. Vladimir. <laughs> Vladimir. Okay, Vladimir so removed associated links to Bitcoin.org from the BitcoinCore.org website. Immediately, a GitHub contributor named Daniel Ganovker spoke out against the move to delete the links. Seriously, you guys are upset at Cobra for not denouncing Bitcoin Cash? Ganovker asks the core developers. 
Cobra, if you read this, I genuinely am on your side at this point. You've done an excellent job with Bitcoin.org, and it is your domain. Don't succumb to this block stream bullying, forcing you to give up your playing cards. However, other contributors, other core contributors were pleased with the decision to remove Bitcoin.org associations. And Jonas Schnelli explains the decision had nothing to do with Cobra. This, this yeah, is so. stupid as hell. Oh my it says, goodness. It says this has nothing to do with Cobra or any other influencer. The reason why we still linked to Bitcoin.org was historical since the domain was once owned by Satoshi. Explains Bitcoin Core developer Jonas Schnelli. It's a natural and logical step to decouple the Bitcoin Core project from any centralized organized website. Bitcoin Core is the slash a reference implementation of the Bitcoin Core protocol. And there is no need to link it with any website outside of the project's control. Hmm. This change is not an attack on Cobra and was not intended as such. It simply makes sure that links within the project link to the project's website. Anything else is an over-fancy interpretation. In parentheses, partially Cobra's own fault for linking this on Twitter. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I mean... I don't know. Bitcoin Bitcoin has gotten so toxic over the years that it's just like own it and stop giving a shit about it. Sometimes. Sometimes it feels that way. I know that's not the right thing to do. That's definitely not what I do. But I can I get that emotion sometimes where I get on the Twitter and I see Roger Veris has said something like, If you believe in Bitcoin core, you probably also believe that babies should be thrown off cliffs. And you're like, What? And then he'll say something that's ridiculous that really destroys like that and information the way that it just seems like things have gotten a little too human in the Bitcoin community sometimes. I don't know. So you want to be run by robots? That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, we're going to have to fight them eventually. We might as well see what it's like to live with them. Mm. Sweep kicks. I wouldn't want them to control our money, though. That would be Sweet bad. Kicks. I'm gonna destroy the. I'm gonna take robots down. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So next article: indie game delisted from Steam Marketplace for alleged crypto jacking and scams. Ooh. By yeah, it's interesting. By Anna Alexandri, Alexand, Alexander. July thirty first, twenty eighteen. I put an article like this in there too. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. This is uh, 14,727 total views, 315 total shares. Valve Corporation has removed a game from its video marketplace, Steam, that allegedly hijacked users' computers to mine cryptocurrency. Motherboard reported July 30th. The Steam game store has delisted abstractism or abstractism, an indie game accused of deceptive practices in crypto jacking and has banned its developer from the platform. Steam took action following complaints from a number of users saying that the game setup file seemed to include a Trojan virus and malware disguised as Steam.exe processes and launcher. Mm. Further investigation conducted by different players found that the programs were crypto miners that infected users' uh, computers to mine Monero. Game developer Ocalo Union and and publisher Dead.team released abstractism on Steam on March 15th. According to Motherboard, there were warning signs that the game could be running processes unbeknownst to the player. For example, developers encouraged players to keep the game running even when not in use in return for mm-hmm. rare in-game items. 
Interesting. That's dirty. Those sneaky fuckers. One user reported a scam on an in-game item for extract abstractism on the Steam community market that used the same name and art as an item in Team Fortress 2. Oh, Fellow gamers him. speculated that the likeness was intentional and part of a ruse to fool inattentive shoppers into purchasing an expensive item that would not function in Team Fortress 2. Mm. Interesting. So, basically, people are trying to hide miners and all kinds of shit nowadays. We got mining malware. Oof. Brave new world. Yeah, apparently the the Steam platform itself, like it went from, uh, what was before Greenlight? Um, like I guess curated, curated uh, player bla- player based curated games or something like that, and then greenlit games, and then now it's anybody. It's like a free for all. You can upload your game to Steam nowadays. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, they don't want to make sure that they're. You pay like a hundred dollars, and it's refundable eventually. But once you pay that, you can upload your game. Yeah, there's not like, as far as I know, like as far as it's it's much less restrictive. That's no bueno. They could people could be putting all kinds of shit in these games. Mm. Yeah, but games are I don't know. It's only a handful of people, it seems. Uh, More than a handful of people play video games. That's true, but I think it's it's only a handful that have been accused of uh, Monero mining. Oh, well. And, oh, wait. Speaking of mining. Oh, yeah. Speaking of mining, Washington Utility temporarily stops accepting <laughs> applications for crypto mining. Written by Anna Alexander again and has 10,461 total views with 207 total shares. A customer-owned utility Utilities company in rural Washington has stopped accepting applications for electricity from crypto mining and similar blockchain operations, the Seattle Times reported July 30th. The Franklin Public Utility District Commissioners, PUD, have approved a moratorium that will allow time for staff to investigate the impact of cryptocurrency mining on the electrical system before accepting applications. The PUD staff will also consider a new rate structure. Oh, that's interesting. While initially so drawn to rural Washington and New York by cheap electricity, miners are increasingly falling under the scrutiny of local regulators and power utilities who are concerned about long-term power supply for residents and other businesses. What are you asking about? Oh, nothing. I was going to ask if it's another, like, they're charging miners more kind of situation. It looks like they want to be able to do that. Um, here, see, earlier this month, New York state regulators approved a new electricity rate scheme for cryptocurrency miners that will allow them to negotiate contracts. Oh, it sounds like it's mm. going to be in their favor. I wonder what's up with that. Want to charge miners more? Seems shady. But I do, if you look at this very bottom paragraph, it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's cool or not, but uh, in April, the port of Walla Walla, Washington, that's so amazing. That's the name of the city. Uh, unanimously agreed on a land lease purchase option for 10 acres to guess who? Bitmain. Bitmain. Bitmain has so much. You know, they made a billion dollars in the first half of this year in profit. Nice. A billion dollars in profit. That is sick, dude. That is. 
That's a chunk of money. That's a big old. That's a lot of. Well, I'm not gonna use the same joke again. There's got to be other fast food restaurants that serve cheap food. Like, how much is a chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A? Chicken fillet. Mm, maybe like three dollars. Not really Dang. sure. Here, let's look. Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, three dollars, three oh five for a Chick Fil A sandwich. For a deluxe sandwich, it's three sixty five. The combo is five ninety five for the original chicken sandwich. For the deluxe, it's six fifty five. That's three hundred and twenty seven million. Oh my god, you're gonna say Chick Fil A chicken, chicken sandwiches? sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see? I got an alert. I think it was today, this morning, or maybe yesterday, that um, Apple has a one trillion dollar market today. cap. Versus that was something. this Thursday, sir. One trillion dollar market cap. Holy That's shit! Crazy hockey mushroom. Brave new world, baby. I can't wait till we fight the fucking robots. All right. So uh, Wednesday, Tuesday. we we made it to Wednesday. Tuesday, right? Tuesday. No, Tuesday. That's right. Tuesday. Um, Take it away. Speaking of fighting the robots, BTC trades sideways. Other top 20 coins see more notable losses. Did you put that on there? Mm-hmm. I didn't put Oh, I did. Uh, I did. I did Monday and Wednesday. Did I put that there? Yeah, I you did. I copied you did the wrong did. article. Tuesday and Thursday. I copied the wrong article, but uh, we're going to go roll with it. <laughs> so, uh, as you guys know, the price slipped from about 8500 to now it's at $7,500. Uh, so yeah, Bitcoin 10, is 10, 11%. Yeah, Bitcoin's doing a up and down thing, sideways thing, or a sideways uh, show for the last uh, month or two. And the other coins are really going down. So... Um, you know, nothing out of the ordinary here. When Bitcoin speaks, the other tokens listen. Uh, next, the second article for Wednesday, sorry, Tuesday. The National Football League Union, the National Football League Union partners with a blockchain startup. So this is interesting, right? So NFL Players Union, the NFLPU, as it's known by, uh, they strike a deal to help athletes earn crypto. Uh, this is written by Nicolas De. Uh, this uh, has 39 Reddit upvotes and 444 uh, retweets. Um, but let, let's read. So, so basically, this is like an ICO platform uh, called Sportscaster, but not with the E. They took the E out of Caster and just made it Sportscast R. Um, this feels like a PR. It doesn't explicitly say it's a PR. It's a coin desk, but let's read a little bit about it. The Players Union uh, for the National Football League is partnering with blockchain startup to help athletes license products on a decentralized network. Um, so I th- I believe this is like a non-fungible token play. So imagine if you had like a digital football player's card, something like that. You know. Yeah. So let's get a quote. When you look at blockchain, and obviously currencies have been the most ubiquitous use of blockchain today, but when we look at the tokenized assets or tokenized or, oh, here we go. 
non-fungible tokens, we look at different ways we can try to create products that are going to, sus to be sustainable and long-lasting. That quote's coming from Casey Schwab, I think. Yeah, Casey Schwab from the NFLPU. Um, so basically, they're trying to give NFL athletes like legal pretense to start like launching non-fungible items of themselves and putting it, attaching it to a blockchain on this platform called Sportscaster. So I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. I do know that a lot of NFL and NBA athletes are very, very privy to cryptocurrency. So. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just is what it is. Why don't they have like digital like cards and then you sign? They sign it with their signature. I mean, I totally see that reality coming. Like, yeah, they digitally sign it. That'd be um, cool. I don't know. There's a lot of people still don't know what digital signature is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you can add digital signatures to your email. You can add digital signatures to documents and stuff like that. But I don't think people, like, get it. it or at least it hasn't gotten mass adoption yet. So, mm. so uh, when, Tuesday's article was the Steam thing, so let's just push to Wednesday. Uh, okay. Speak, s oh, wow. Yeah, I'm do, I'll do Wednesday. Yeah, so, so my article for Wednesday actually has a mix of the last article that D wrote or that D uh, read um, about the NFL players earning crypto but it also talks about how McDonald's is unveiling Mac coin and it talks about how Bill Clinton uh, was at Swell, Ripple's uh, Swell conference. So if we dig down a little here, so it seems that ad execs really know how to reach all the kids these days just to launch a coin at least that is what it seems at least that is what seems to be their thinking. To celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Big Mac, McDonald's has announced the Mac coin, a limited edition global currency backed by the Big Mac. Big Mac. If this type of Bitcoin mimicking publicity stunt sounds familiar, you must be thinking about Back Coin, which Oscar Mayer launched a few months ago as the first ever cryptocurrency backed by bacon. Oh, I didn't know that. Bacon. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Nor did I want to. Beginning at lunchtime on August 2nd, customers can receive a Mac coin with the purchase of a Big Mac at 14,000 participating restaurants across the U.S. Starting on August 3rd through 2018, customers can redeem their Mac coin for a free Big Mac. Oh my God, I'm blowing all my crypto on Big Mac coin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have so many Big Macs. Yeah, this is stupid. This is pretty cool. Wait, why would you say it's cool right after Starting on August 3rd through 20th, because I love Big Macs, customers can redeem their Mac coin for a free Big Mac at participating McDonald's restaurants in the U.S. and in more than 50 participating countries. This is hilarious. More than 6.2 million Mac coins will be distributed globally in over 50 countries while supplies last. So you have to give your coin, like, there's like a coin burn? Like, how does that work? Are we really going into McDonald's Mac coin? <laughs> I want to know if one Mac coin could eventually one purchase Mac coin equals more than one Big one Mac. Big Mac. Oh. I want to know if it appreciates to purchase more than one Big Mac. <laughs> I don't know if it will. I think it only can ever be redeemable for one Big Mac. It's God. a stable coin. 
Can you steal it? Like, no, can can I like take it's more? A... It's I mean, stable I'm with one sure, big Mac. Like, the price of one big steal Mac. Steal someone's Mac coin. Oh my god. Oh, this is such a good idea. No, it's not. How are you saying this is a good idea? I'm totally lost, and and I'm in I awe that food. you're in awe. I love food so much. Dude, stable coin based on a burger. Oh my god, that's genius. It could totally be a stable coin. <laughs> I'm gonna buy up all the supply of these Mac coins. <laughs> Why? I don't. Oh my. Because then I, because then I can have like all the Big Macs. No, you can have approximately six point two million, million Big Macs. You can't sell them because if people were want to buy one of your coins, they'd rather just go buy a Big Mac. Would they? Yeah. What are they going to shell out? $6 for a $3 token? I wonder if there's a way to like use Groupon in order to get Mac coins at a cheaper rate. Are you going to try to <laughs> Just like, buy like a bunch of Mac, Mac, Mac coin somehow? Or are you gonna... Customers can redeem their Mac coin. Like, how do you? Okay, with hey, the everybody, Mac. we got a Mac coin whale over here. Jesse in the making, Matt Coin Whale. <laughs> can you, can you, all right, all right, so a question. Can you purchase future Big Macs? Like, can I, can I walk into McDonald's and say, like, hey, uh, I'd like $10,000 worth of Big Macs, and then, but like, I only want one today. Can I do that? Wait, why would you want to do that? Because so then I could, 10, I could say, Mac hey, coins? can I get 10,000 Mac coins? Yeah. And then, and then, and then I wonder, like, like, could I use like a Groupon for like every one of the ten thousand dollars worth of Mac coins of Big Macs that I buy? And so technically, like, I get, I get, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of Big Macs. Well, I get more than ten thousand. I get like, you know, say like one and a half. So you get a fifty percent off Groupon coupon. Could you do that? You can't do that. Do you get a Mac coin when you and buy then, a Big And then Mac? you sell, and then you, yeah, you do. And then you sell a Mac coin for like 75% of the value of one Big Mac, and you make a 25% profit on every Big Mac coin or Mac coin that you have. Could you do that? Could you resell Mac coins? I mean, like you could get the Big Mac cheaper than the full price of a Big Mac. And so, you, you know, you're already getting the Big Mac for free. You bought one Big Mac to get a Mac coin. Well, you're not getting it for free. Well, you're not really getting, you're getting it for free. You're two Big Macs for the price of one. You're getting one and a half Big Macs for the price of one Big Mac. How do you figure it's not two Big Macs for the price of one? If you order a Big Mac, you get a I'm, I'm, I'm factoring in this 50% off theoretical coupon coupon. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. In fact, I believe McDonald's app actually has a deal where if you buy a Big Mac, you get one for free. So if I use that deal, do I get a Mac coin? Do I get two Mac coins? Or do I get... Yeah, how does that what work? What happens do I get to a Mac, Mac coin once it's redeemed? Like, do they take yeah, it and it a burn? into a smelter? Or do they give it out to somebody else? I'm, I'm very interested because it's food. And it's a stable, it's a stable food coin. <laughs> stable. Oh my god! You're ridiculous. <laughs> this is the greatest. Wait, 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 wait. So, so the okay. next article. Like, <laughs> so okay, let's say in one month you manage to eat 15 Big Macs. So now you have 15 Mac coins. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't use it for myself. You never you never take you never do your product, right? My product is now with Matcoin, theoretically. And now I'm gonna be selling these. So you wouldn't eat the Big Mac? Why would you why would you eat why would you redeem your Mac coins? No, I'm saying they're you obviously the gonna go coins. up in price. You keep the fifteen Mac coins, right? Oh, okay, okay. What if this backfires on them and Matcoin ends up being like worth if are they gonna put if it's if it's a cryptocurrency, right, then no, they're not gonna put it on a market because it's it says it's just a global limited edition global currency. This has nothing to do with crypto. No, it does. It says it's a cryptocurrency. So I guess the the Mac. Let me look on Coin Market Cap and see if there's like an actual market for these. I don't know. The world's getting. All I feel like is this is just shitting on crypto, like a making fun of everything kind of play. That's what they thought, and then it actually over. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a big Mac. It's gonna be worth five hundred bucks, and their Mac one, one worth... Mac coin will be worth approximately five Bitcoin. Like, <laughs> yeah, with a six point eight circulating supply. We just this would be the horrible joke. Is like if the crypto community got behind buying up as many like Mac coins as we could and just destroying the price. And then when we go back to McDonald's, we're like, we'd like all the big Macs you have, please with this one Mac coin. And we're like, that's not how it works. And we're like, Oh yeah. Well, we fucking showed you how crypto works. baby. <laughs> crypto economics. <laughs> yeah. We, we showed you how this shit works. Now give me all the big Macs, please, before you get this Mac coin back. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> this is a trollable moment for the crypto community. Cause it- they're trying to troll us. But if this is crypto, then that's going on the market. We could out troll them, pump up the fucking price of Mac coin, and just go in there and buy all the fucking Big Macs. Like a year's supply of Big Macs, please, for this yeah. one Mac coin. Yeah. And they're like, wait, it doesn't work that way. And we say, we, we tell you how it works, baby. All right. You think you're in here with us? No. You think I'm in there with you? You're in here with us. This is, <laughs> this is our game. I wonder if it's divisible. <laughs> Look at this video. It looks like it looks like somebody in our Slack is eating this Big Mac. Like this easily looks like a member of our Slack. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> oh man. Okay, we should just be done, guys. We're All gonna right. try to pump Matt coin. We're, <laughs> we're not getting the other two days worth of news. We got a mission now. <laughs> Matt coin on the moon, baby. We're putting McDonald's on the moon, baby. I'm pretty sure they already have a art like a commercial of an astronaut eating a Big Mac, but Mars. All right. So the next sub article within this great big article is about Bill Clinton um, to speak at the Swell uh, Swell Ripple Conference. Um, it just goes on to say that the company has announced that the forty uh, second president of the United States will be the keynote speaker at its twenty eighteen conference in San Francisco. Get and for it. extra brownie points, Ripple has also announced it partnered with Raising Malawi, the nonprofit foundation of the singer Madonna, to fund to raise funds for orphans around or across the southeast African country. They are in taxes so hard. Bill Bill Clinton. Yeah, they're just evading taxes so hard. That's all. Is that what it's about? Yeah, this all this stuff is just marketing to to evade taxes. Okay, so the Binance Exchange has announced it has completed the acquisition of Trust Wallet in an effort to provide better service for its users. 
Trust is an open source mobile wallet app launched in November 2017 that supports over 20,000 different Ethereum-based tokens. Interesting. The exchange explained that the acquisition will add an on-chain mobile wallet to its list of services with other future integration possibilities and that the Trust Wallet team will retain the autonomy to develop the core product. As a technology-driven company, Binance's acquisition of Trust Wallet shows the importance of secure wallet technology for the future development of cryptocurrency as a whole. As Binance's future, our first public acquisition, we hope to continue providing our users with improved security, services, and support. Interesting. Cool. And then the last, oh no, the second article for Wednesday. 90% of corporate blockchain pilots will never materialize, researchers say. Yeah, that's no that's no secret. Yeah. It says uh, it's basically a survey from a global advisory company by the name of Forrester Research has determined that 90% of corporate blockchain pilots usually, uh, usually announced with much fanfare will never actually materialize into a service or product to hit the market. Companies are reportedly experiencing difficulties handling performance, oversight, and operations, as well as failing to agree on a common system among competitors, <sighs> thus resulting in extended timelines and greatly reduced expectations. Performance? Performance? No way! So they were going to be offered 25, they were going to offer 25,000 transactions per second out the gate? Crazy. So who would have ever thought that a blockchain company would have performance with blockchain technology and performance issues with blockchain technology? It's baffling to me. No, it's not. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> and the last article for Wednesday, before the bomb hits, why the race on is on to alter Ethereum's economics. Articles written by Rachel Rose O'Leary and has 247 retweets and five shares. The proposals just keep piling in. At press time, a total of six Ethereum improvement proposals have emerged, each hoping to alter the project's code ahead of an upcoming software update scheduled for October. Driving the debate is Ethereum's so-called, quote, difficulty bomb, a piece of code locked into the $45 billion platform that makes it so a steadily increasing amount of computing power is needed to mine its blocks and unlock its rewards. As designed, the code would eventually push the blockchain into an, quote, ice age, where no further blocks can be formed, that is, if left untouched. Originally added to ease a transition in which Ethereum would change how participants on its blockchain come to agreement, migrating from Bitcoin's pioneering proof-of-work algorithm to an alternative called proof-of-stake. The difficulty bomb is set to reactivate in early 2019. With no proof of stake migration in sight, steps must be taken, must now be taken to delay the bomb, as well as reconfigure how Ether rewards are released so as to ensure incentives are aligned properly to properly secure the blockchain. But delaying the bomb brings its own problems. For one, it will make blocks easier for miners to find, meaning Ether rewards currently at 3 ETH must be decreased along with the delay to ensure that the cryptocurrency is produced at the same rate. However, because Ethereum lacks a formal agreement on its rewards model, unlike Bitcoin, whose code caps at caps its creation at 21 million units, 
there are differing perspectives on how much supply should be reduced, with many calling for a further reduction and some for an increase of the quantity of ether that is distributed to miners. Further, having such a debate in a decentralized network brings added obstacles. Users, for example, could vote according to how many coins they own, a popular signaling method, but one that has been criticized as too informal a metric. But miners, the individuals dedicating computer power, computing power to the software, aren't guaranteed to support a vote. It's worth noting that debates concerning Ethereum's undefined issuance model as well as the difficulty bomb have emerged several times throughout Ethereum's three-year history. Mm-hmm. As detailed by Coindesk, it's a difficult topic because when it comes to monetary policy, miners and investors are pitted against each other, each calling for the opposite outcome in many cases. As mm. Lane Rettig, a, an Ethereum developer, told Coindesk, the postponement of the bomb isn't particularly controversial, but the, insu- uh, the issuance is, is controver- uh, controversial. But for that reason, the whole thing is uh, controversial. You can't have one without the other. Interesting. Together or separate. You know, I've been seeing a lot of tweets from Vitalik um, answering uh, people who are tweeting Ethereum should be POS or Ethereum should stay POW. Um, And he's just kind of saying, you know, why can't we agree on some sort of like middle ground where both are used. I wonder I wonder what the future is going to be for blockchain in general. Like is is Bitcoin and Ethereum are they going to stay proof of work? Is Ethereum going to go proof of stake in in the update in the Casper update? Um I wonder. What do you think? Uh I have more faith in proof of work than I do in proof of stake. That's just me, though. I think it makes sense. And I think it's visceral enough to keep faith in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Proof of stake can be done really well from what I've seen. I mean, and if, if proof of stake does work really well, then that, uh, that's going to... That alludes to a lot of functionality in what a blockchain can, can do. Mm. But that... Th- I don't think either I think both cases lead to centralization. Distributed centralization though. Because um when it comes to proof of work, obviously, you know, Bitmain is running the show. They're all over the place. Right? They're they're they got mining farms everywhere. They're they're mining everywhere. But also there's a lot of there's a lot of companies doing that. But it's really, really expensive, and it's only going to get more expensive, right? So that bodies the me's and use out of the game. Like, we're out of that game. Mm-hmm. But that, that game's the same in Ether. Like, there's lots of people with tens of thousands, 20, like, maybe even over 100,000 Ether. There's lots of people with a lot of Ether, you know, and, and that that's centralized. But the only two I think that are decentralized enough to even be considered decentralized are Ether and, and, and Bitcoin when it comes to the mining aspect. And so when it, when Ether switches over to proof of stake, I think it's going to be dreadfully centralized. Mm. And then, you know, there's just factors. There's unknown factors. 
Like, wh- why would anyone want to stake their ether and not use it for stuff? What's the incentive for staking? Oh, they get this other mind, this virtually mind ether. I get that, but then they they have no. I mean, they'd have to have so much ether that they could still have liquidity after they stake their ether. And then these other tokens that are proof of stake, like we saw the token distribution, homie. Like it's not decentralized. There's like five people who own all of your tokens. So for which token? Uh, hold up. It's in our blog. Remember when Corey was doing those like token issuance research things? I mean, I've seen. I think I've seen like Ethereum and Bitcoin. Bitcoin is well decentralized compared to actual fiat currencies. So it depends on what your benchmark you're comparing it to is, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, if you look on our Medium page, Corey did these extensive... um, He would use Etherscan's Block Explorer to see just how many... uh, How much money is in that smart contract and then how it was um, distributed during the ICO. Um, And not those big projects that like went, went like to the moon in like 30 minutes, like... I don't know, like Filecoin and status and those that raised hundreds of millions of, of dollars in like 30 minutes and stuff like that, like or dozens of millions. Either way, it's a lot of fucking money. They're not really decentralized. So they all went into the couple, a few wallets, several wallets. I'd say under 20 wallets. So not all, but the great majority. So. Um, I don't know. I like proof of work, and as soon as we can hook up renewable energy to it, I don't see a need to switch. Mm. It's a waste of energy, but uh, is it? I mean, we're talking about securing hundreds of billions of dollars, and potentially, if 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 you know Bitcoin continues to do what it's doing throughout time, we're talking about securing possibly trillions of dollars in value. So. Yeah, you never know. It's a no-brainer to expend that much energy to secure that much money. So, anywho, uh, let's go to Thursday. Speaking of money, Coin Market Cap launches professional API and adds derivatives markets. Ooh, I don't know why I got so excited about that, but let's look. Coin Market Cap, the popular cryptocurrency markets tracker portal, has launched a professional grade API for aggregated market data and added support for derivatives markets as part of a major quarterly overhaul of its operations. So they created an APIs for you guys out there if you're professional traders. Here are the tiers. The starter is zero dollars, hobbyist is eighty dollars a month, standard. Is three hundred dollars a month and professional is seven hundred dollars a month. What do you get for the free package? Uh, by the way, we're not sponsored by Coin Market Cap anyway. I just know you guys use it, so if you didn't know, now you know. Or if you use it, you probably already know. But for those of you that don't know what Coin Market Cap is, it's where you can get like quick market data. So, wow, the you free basically one, get nothing, no historical data. 
Yeah, the free one, you get no historical data. Uh, for cryptocurrency market data endpoints, there's a question mark there. I'd need to click on that question mark because I don't know what they mean by that. 6K call credits, 6,000 call credits per month, uh, no historical data. And it's just no, it just means it means you can you can look at four cryptocurrencies. Oh, that's it. And yeah, for the starter. Mm. Dang. So if I wanted to, dang, coin market. So you cap, basically can't use coin market cap to to have like a trading app for like trading information, historical data. Not anymore. Mm -mm. Or you ever use that at all? Professional. I never use coin market cap for trading information anyway. So. 12 months of historical data is the most you get with the $700 a month um, highest tier. That's crazy. You don't even get more than one year. Ooh. There are also the addition of derivatives markets to the site now supports features options and OTC exchanges. And the company promises to add other data comprehensively. The brand new events page will feature coverage of community-led and fringe events. The iOS app now includes currency conversions between 32 fiat and five cryptocurrencies. So, um, coin market caps growing. They're building in this winter. Speaking of winters, Arizona Bitcoin trader gets jail time for money laundering. Oh, we try to tell you guys to stop playing games. We tell you guys to stop playing games all the time and follow the rules, but you don't want to listen, and now your ass is in jail. Who is this guy? Let me see here. Former cryptocurrency trader and exchange operator from the U.S. state of Arizona has been sentenced to 41 months in jail. Ooh, three years and some change. Uh, for laundering drugs, for laundering drug money, with Bitcoin. Ooh. When undercover, federal agents approached Costanzo and told him that they were drug dealers. Costanzo provided them with Bitcoin and told them it was a great way to limit their exposure to law enforcement. That's... Ooh. Mm. Wait. He was found guilty of purchasing drugs with Bitcoin and using the online Bitcoin exchange to help others buy drugs without enforcing know your customer authentication procedures. At the time of his conviction, the Department of Justice said each of the five money laundering charges have a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Ooh. Earlier this month, a former Bitcoin trader and exchange operator from Los Angeles known as the Bitcoin Maven was also sentenced to one year in federal prison after she admitted to operating an unlawful money transmission business. They're trying to get you. They're going to get you guys. They're going to get you. All right. And to close it out, the very last article. You want to take this one? Mm, sure. It's all you, man. All right. So the last article of the week, Sony patent filings hint at work on crypto mining hardware. Written by Madeline Mengshi. Um, it's got a 198 retweets and four Reddit shares. Japanese technology giant Sony wants to patent two hardware approaches for hosting and maintaining blockchains. Newly published documents show. 
Sony's two filings are entitled Electronic Node and Method for Maintaining a Distributed Ledger and Device and System, revealing for the first time that the company is working on blockchain-related hardware concepts. They also set the stage for the company to potentially include these devices in a future product. In the past, as previously reported by Coindesk, the tech company has filed patent applications centered largely around the technology's use cases, including education, data management, and security. The first application includes two elements, a hardware node and a method for maintaining the blockchain, which it repeatedly describes as a, quote, mining process. Indeed, in one incarnation of the proposed invention, the nodes would operate a network that's akin to Bitcoin's, which is an open access network with a token. As the application explains, the distributed ledger may be a blockchain, which may be based, for example, on the principles used for Bitcoin, for the Bitcoin blockchain or the like. The distributed ledger uses mining and proof-of-work mechanisms, and it may cause some kind of reward, in parentheses, currency, such as Bitcoin as currency and or as reward for performing mining. Moreover, the distributed ledger may use consensus mechanisms for ensuring that all electronic nodes have consensus about the distributed ledger. This isn't to say that Sony is launching its own cryptocurrency, but here it seems that Sony is leaving the door open to the possibility by establishing the claim that its proposed invention could serve that purpose. In the second application device and system, Sony hones in on the security risks in a network that only has a small number of nodes. Because, quote, the number of devices accessing and contributing to the distributed ledger may be small, such that security issues could uh, occur. Sony proposes essentially boosting that number through the use of virtual nodes. The, de- the, the device proposed in that filing would, quote, host a plurality, uh, for example, 10, 100, or even thousands of virtual nodes, such that the number of virtual nodes may be much higher for example, 10 times larger than the total number of devices. Ultimately, the submissions appear less focused on the type of distributed ledger and more on the hardware and operational methods themselves. Sony indicates that the networks could be public or private and could rely on either Sony's own hardware or distributed database technologies like Hadoop, or Hadoop, as one of the filing states. Interesting. More blockchain patents, baby. I wonder what they're going to do with all this stuff years from now. What Sony like a- needs to do is sell some of these characters to Marvel and start a mining operation like Samsung did. All right. Let me tell you who to sell, Sony. I know who you have still. You need to completely sell Spider-Man. I know you still got a joint thing going on there. You need to completely sell Shocker and Jonah Jameson. All right. Sell all that Spider-Man shit to Marvel. You got Sandman right now, sell that. You have Carnage right now, Sony. Sell the rights to that. What are you thinking? You're going to do a terrible job. We all know Venom. This Venom movie is going to be terrible because you made it. You need oh, to it's sell with Tom movie. Hardy. No, dude. It's going to be good. No, Tom Hardy's going to make it okay. It could have been amazing if Marvel were producing it in Tom Brady. Or you think? In Tom Hardy. I think he's going to make it Tom okay. Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't know why I said Tom Brady. I think Tom Hardy's going to make it okay. Okay. Um, what do you think? Like Rob, Rotten Tomatoes rating? Of Venom? Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to hit a 57% by the users 
and a 30% by critics. Well, what do you think Ant-Man got? Ant-Man was Marvel. The new Ant-Man? Wasn't it? Yeah, that's Marvel. I yeah, think okay. the new Ant-Man got like a, I don't I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing it got like a 81, it got between a 78 and an 81 by the users and like a 72 by the critics. That's my guess. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 87%. By the users? By the critics. By the critics? Wow. Wait, 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 hold on, let me confirm that. Uh, Ant-Man, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Because I remember 87%, but, um, okay, here. Audience score, 80% liked it. Um, tomato meter, 88%. Oh, it went up. So critics rated it an 88% now. It went up 1% since mm, wow. yesterday. That's impressive. It's Ant not that good. Doing things. Let me tell you, critics are not, let's, that's wrong. That's wrong. It should have been an 80%. I think it, a solid 80 Okay. Maybe even a little bit below 80. Maybe 78. All right, now go back to Rotten Tomatoes and look at the recent Spider-Man. Not the Marvel Spider-Man movies. Not the most recent Marvel Spider-Man movies. You're talking about with uh, whatever... Garfield. Garfield? Garfield? Yeah. That's Wait, who's Garfield? Garfield was the guy's name that played Spider-Man before. Oh... Oh, no, no, not him. Well, he's all right, I guess. Andrew right, Garfield, but... isn't that his name? I guess, yeah. No, I didn't like him. Well, who was the guy before him? Oh, you're talking about Toby McGee's. Yeah. Toby, M- Toby McGee's. Toby McGuire. What was his rating? I don't know. Oh, wow. Critics gave him 89%. Well, wow. Spider-Man 2 was fire. It was really good. Let me see what Spider-Man 2 was. Spider-Man 2, I bet you got 90s. 93. Damn. Yeah, that was a good one. By critics. Audiences are, are harsh. They're like 10% below the critics for both of those That's movies. Fine. Usually it's the other way around. Damn, yeah. I think critics are getting easier, man. What do you think? I think they are too because they're like more people getting into the critique game. Yeah. When Ebert they... and Roper disappeared, it's like... yeah. And so, so it's it's cost free to get into the critique game. I know because I thought about it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna just be a rotten critic, critic, and leave really dense reviews and move my way into the critic category. And then like, but nobody cares about film critics anymore. But damn. Um, let's get back to it. Venom, Sony, you own that. Sell it. Uh, Doctor Octopus, sell it. Green Goblin. Sell it. Hobgoblin. Sell it. Why don't you just tell them who they should keep? Um, They should keep no one because they make shitty superhero movies. They need to just get out of the superhero movie game. Wait, but I thought the they reason- made Spider-Man. Spider-Man has... With Tobey Maguire. That's owned between Sony and Marvel now. But yeah, but Spider-Man third- 2002 Spider-Man was Sony. Yeah, but the third Spider-Man basically put the cap on all of it. Yeah, but the first two were good, right? Okay, the first one was decent. The second one. So was they're amazing. they're like two out of three. They're sixty six percent. I'd say they're one out of three. Okay, fine. One out of three. Venom's gonna be a ball of garbage, and then oh, for those of you, we're done with the news, so we're just gonna keep going though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're done. <with> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys are still listening, um, get this, dude. The Hulk is partially owned between Universal and Marvel. 
So and Universal's been making some fat stacks with these last Avengers movies in Thor. And get this though. The top five movie franchises, this is what I think is very interesting. From okay. one to five, Spider-Man is number one by like a lot. I can't it's so small, like I'm zooming in on a picture I can't see, but it has a mile on everything else. Number two is X-Men. Number three, surprisingly, is Avengers. Number four is Iron Man, and number five is Captain America. What is this like? Box office uh, profit? Yeah, box office. Uh, I don't know if it's profit, but I know it's like sales. Well, Spider Man beat out Iron Man. Spider Man beat out Iron Man. Spider Man. It goes Spider Man, X Men. Spider Man's not that awesome though. Well, Iron Man is way cooler. First, you think it was a first mover thing? Uh, no, it can't be because X Men was before Spider Man. Back like twenty years. Why Spider Man? Dude, I don't know. I guess those Tobey Maguizi films made a lot of money or something. Oh, it was the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah, Tobey Maguizi Dax. Well, hold <laughs> up. Let's think about number of films. There's been what? five Spider Man films. From Tobey Maguizi. From yeah, no, yeah, no. There were three from Tobey Maguizi. There were two from Andrew Gar Slizzles. And then there's one, one from... There's now two, right? Two yeah, for that two kid. two from Andrew. And then there's one now from a uh, little, little kid, little Tom. Do we count Tom. cameos? Huh? Do we count cameos? What do you mean by cameos? Like in... He was in the Avengers, Spider-Man. Mm, I'm pretty sure Sony's counting it on their books. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we can count that. Um... But how many X movies were there? There were the first three, and then there was these last three. So there's six X Men movie. So how come Batman gets his own movie, Spider Man gets his own movie, Iron Man gets his own movie, but Doctor Strange got it? Marvel, he's DC. Yeah, I know, but like I'm thinking superheroes who got their own movie but didn't like max out on the box office numbers, but were cooler than Spider Man. I feel like there's a lot of people who are cooler than Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the world's most popular and recognizable superhero. Is he really? Yes. Spider-Man. That is a fact. It is Spider-Man. That is so lame. Why is it lame? He's not that bad of a character. They're way cooler characters. Oh, you know why? I think I could tell you why. And this is going to be... This seems simple. This is just my theory, though. Okay. he's a kid. Spider-Man's a kid. He's what about like, what kid, about like, Captain Marvel? He's supposed to be a goddamn boy, but it's a girl. Well, yeah, they changed that. Yeah. That's a little kid. Oh, doesn't he get his own movie? Isn't there going to be like a Captain yeah, Marvel movie? Be, it's going to be a chick, though. It's going to be the chick that was in... Uh... Okay, so maybe this is the movie that breaks the box office numbers. Mm, I think Avengers did that. But the fact that Avengers has made less money than X-Men is surprising to me. Yeah, this, this website has references from Screen Rant, Newsarama, Wikipedia, and Reddit. So X Men was better than Avengers, though movie wise, quality. Really, the I last X Men so. was trash. I'm Days thinking of like Pass was amazing. Yeah, that was a good one. And then the other one was good too, but X Men uh, United or whatever. United We Stand or whatever was that? What yeah, the, one? the first one. No, that, that wasn't the first, the first one. Second first one. Yeah. That was like the third one, I think. 
The th- I didn't like X Men three. X Men two was good. X Men. Let me look at X Men film series. Wow, in total, they only made five point seventy two billion. Okay, so there's X Men, X two, then X Men: The Last Stand, X Men: Origins Wolverine, X Men: First Class, The Wolverine. First Class. There we go. X Men: Days of Future Past, then X Men: Apocalypse, Logan. What did you think about Logan? It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. So yeah, I like the original X Men was pretty good, and X Two is pretty good too. I liked um, um, Captain Captain Picard. What's his name? Uh, James Earl Jones. No. <laughs> uh, his name is uh Patrick Stewart. There we go. Yeah. I like Patrick uh, Stewart a lot. Um, what if Patrick Stewart was in the Lord of the Rings with his friend? I don't. Ian I mean, Stewart. Ian McKellen. Ian Stewart. In Lord of the Rings would uh, have Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, but who would he play? Who would Patrick Stewart play? Would he play a Hobbit or would he play like? He'd play a king. You play king. Yeah, some sort of king. That's like, what are these motherfuckers trying to tell me? I'm in danger. All right, go save the day. He could be an elf king. Maybe. Or a dwarf king. Who owns Blade? Oh, Marvel. Blade was great. I loved Blade. They're supposed to be making another one, man. I hope they do. No, who is the original Blade? What was his name? Wesley Pipes. Wesley Snipes, yeah. Because he's piping your woman. He no, was good. What happened to him? He got he went to jail for tax evasion, and then by the time he got out of jail, they didn't want to make Blade movies anymore. Oh damn! Yeah, it was crazy. It's like everybody made a huge deal about like Black Panther first black lead, blah blah blah. But like Blade okay. was like the first. It was the first. They forgot about him already. Yeah, like they totally forgot. Blade, I think, was the first produced by Marvel movie. I want to say it was Blade, and it gets zero credit. But I like those uh, Looper videos on why Hollywood can't cast X person anymore. I should go look at those. Anyways, we should probably wrap this up because we've been talking like for a solid twenty minutes about nothing crypto. Oh wait, we can make, make we can make it crypto. Um, Wesley Snipe coin. <laughs> Wesley Snipes has started a crypto. It's going to oh. be called Snipe coin. And he's definitely gonna pay taxes that with that one. Yeah, he's gonna. He's, yeah, he's definitely gonna pay his taxes, baby. Snipecoin coming at you soon. Uncle Sam can't get on anything. Snipecoin, baby. Uh, that's it. Um, play the outro. Uh, we're done. Thank you guys for sticking around. Sorry that you had to listen to that extra stuff, but we're not that sorry. So. Oh 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 wait. Listen <laughs> oh. to the Twitch stream. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. So Jesse and I are going to do Twitch streaming every now and again. Um, and what we're going to do is a – is it Japanese? We're going to do a, a mukbang along with video game play and commentary. Yeah, every every now and again. And we'll hop on there and you can you can watch us play a game and comment if you want. Um, but mu- what is mukbang, Jesse? Tell the people what it is. It's when you eat while looking at a camera and interacting with the audience watching you. 
eat it's food crazy. and you smack your lips really loud. I don't think I want to do that. Yo. That's not. That's not uh, my then you feel like they hear the crunching sounds of like, like when you bite through like vegetables and like the, when you chew through rice, you get that. I like that sticking like to sound. To that? Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Okay, so if you guys don't know what mukbang is, you should Google it. But it's kind of a big deal. M U K B A N G. M U K B A N G. It's or kind of a big I, deal. And so we want to do it, but we want to do it like American style. So I'm gonna order some food for Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's gonna order <laughs> food for me via Uber Eats, and then we're gonna sit down and mukbang. Um, and I don't know why we're doing this. It could have been just a product of. I don't know because it's awesome because it's, it's awesome because it's going to be interesting because we're going to rope in you guys and in slack if you want to participate we'll queue up like an interesting food list of like yeah. maybe like awful like o-f-f-a-l that you guys might want i don't know maybe you want to see a reaction out of d or myself and you can order him like tripe in like peanut butter stew or some weird crap like that what the you hell? can watch him you can what watch him have to eat it on camera <laughs> it's gonna be i awesome. have a feeling you're like a mukbang fan and you're just trying not like this is your way of telling the world like i like to watch people i would i would noodles. love to do that yeah you know, <laughs> unfortunately i love eating we're, we're living out jesse's dreams baby we're living out jesse's dreams and we're gonna, be, we're gonna be mukbang star <laughs> exactly we're going to have a TV reality show called Mukbang oh, Stars. That's the worst. I hope, I hope like... Oh, so let me give you the address. So www.twitchtv.com slash Y-I-N-Y-I-A-N-G-S-H-O-W. That is twitch.tv slash show. That's where you can catch us doing our mukbang. Mm, I wanted to call it America Bangs, but Jesse put a hard stop on that. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're just having fun. So, anyways, uh, play the outro, and thanks for sticking around. Uh, next week's show, we're only going to talk about Marvel movies. That's, that's the whole show. All right. Peace out, guys. Enjoy your weekend.